We are blessed to have another guest speaker here with us this morning. It is our very own Eric Howard. Come on up, brother. He and his wife, Annette, have been faithfully serving in our new grief and loss classes, and what a blessing they have been. And to be used in other ways, they've been leaning in here at Faith, and we've been using them for more and more. Use me, use me. Amen, brother. Well, just for that, that's the floodgate. That's all we needed. All right. <laughs> well, hey, before we get going, I just want to pray for you, man. Dear Lord, I just thank you for my friend, my brother, and his beautiful wife and that, Lord. Thank you for bringing them here to faith. Thank you for the ministry that you're doing in and through them, for your honor, for your glory, to draw people to you, Jesus. This is what this is all about. This life is hard, but with you, there's joy in it. And there's purpose. We love you. And just humbly ask your blessing here, Lord. Speak mightily as you always do through your servant, through our brother Eric. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you, man. Thank you. You bet. Good morning. We made it through the fog from Peoria. And we found our way here. Thank you, Jesus. Our word today is going to be in Genesis 39. If you want to follow along, it's the NLT that I will be reading from. A little extensive, but let's go. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an efficient Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph given him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and his livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibilities over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in the entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you. 
because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing, Joseph said. It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out and he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand and he ran from the house. When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servant. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me. And I screamed. And when he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away. But he left his coat behind with me. She kept the coat with her until her husband came home. And she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you've brought into our house and tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside leaving his cloak with me. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and he threw him into prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love and the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. The title of our lesson today is Run to the Lord. Don't meander or be cavalier about our subject today. Use your faith and run. I've been practicing that all week. Run to the Lord. I clearly want you to know that my assignment, which was given to me by Pastor Russ, is to convey truth of God's word. And that's my prayer for you and me today. 
that due to the complexities of our lesson about resisting temptation, there is one thing God wants us to know about him. And here it is. That if we would trust him in this area of temptation, you will discover that he and he alone will provide. That's Joseph's story. God is good. And all the time. Let's remember that as we go through our lesson. God is good all the time. Potiphar, he bought Joseph, who was sold into slavery, who was a captain of the guard, which means he was the chief police of Pharaoh's personally security force. He was a highly trusted official in the government of Egypt. You notice a thread through this, uh, through our Bible reading that the Lord was with Joseph. And the emphasis of that statement is that Joseph was with the Lord. You see, my friends, it's a two-way street. <laughs> it's not just God with me and me off doing whatever I want to do. It's God is with Joseph. Joseph is with the Lord. That's what it is to live a life of integrity in the same as, which means in private as well as in public. Joseph's situation, my friend, it looked bad. He's a slave, yet God did not abandon him. If God allowed Joseph to become a slave, then because of God's favor on his life, Joseph would become a successful man, even in his current situation of being a slave. And then Potiphar, he, he saw that the Lord was with Joseph and Joseph was with the Lord. And because of God's blessing on Joseph's faithfulness to God, God made sure, listen, God made sure Joseph advanced in his work position, even as a slave, for God's plan was being accomplished through faithfulness. God blesses Potiphar's house as well as his field. My friend, when the blessing of God is, is oozing from your life, other folks get blessed. His house and his field were blessed for Joseph's sake. Here is the urgency that I was thinking about this title of running to the Lord for. This is not a time, Joseph, to complain about your situation, but to trust that God will provide. That's a question this morning. Can God trust you with his favor? 
Can he trust you with his favor? And, and just because Potiphar saw that uh, Joseph was beneficial to him, not everyone will. Here enters temptation. Run. Run. Scripture said that uh, Joseph, he was, he was very handsome and he was, he was well built. Ladies, that means he was fine. <laughs> See that? Look, look. See that? Uh, yeah. Here's our first point. The invitation of Potiphar's wife and Joseph's resistance. It's very simple. Don't RSVP to the invitation. Just don't do it. To Miss Potiphar's invitation is no time to play. There's <laughs> no time to, to toy around. This is not a party to visit, but a temptation to conquer. A trial and a, a test for us to pass. But you will not conquer what you're not willing to confront. There's no time to try to go around it. But to look to the Lord that he may see us through it. That's Joseph's story. Joseph does not set a mood. Hey, Miss Potiphar, what's up? Yeah. No, he didn't do that or appeal to his flesh. Never talk to the devil on his level. Don't do it. What Joseph did was he hit the issue head on. My friend, just call it what it is. He called it a wicked thing and a great sin against God. Joseph is saying the only reason that I'm in this house is because of God. How can I do such a wicked thing? That's how to look at it as a child of God. Here's another point. Watch out for flirting with danger. Me and my wife, I remember we went uh, on a dinner day with a, a couple. And um, the husband of this couple, he was flirting with the waitress. Right in front of us. You know how I know? It's because his wife turned red, her face. She was embarrassed from her husband flirting. I'm talking about flirting. He wasn't just smiling and saying, how you doing? And have a good day. He was flirting. There's a big difference of, uh, of, of, of flirting and saying, hey, how you doing? Having a good day, isn't it? It's good to know that. And I asked him a couple of days after that, I said, man, what was that all about? And his, his, this is what he told me. 
He said, that's just what men do. And I thought to myself, nah, that's not okay. You see, subduction has a luring and a pulling and a trapping, which given into will cause one to become cold and and callous toward the things of the Lord. Instead of running to the Lord, one finds himself running away from the Lord. Watch out for flirting with danger. Joseph was dealing with this pressure. My friends, Joseph was in the house of Potiphar 11 years. (laughs) Pressure just kept coming and and coming and coming day in and day out and he did not give in. I want to place emphasis, uh, Joseph was a young man. This struggle is not just for the old. (laughs) This struggle starts out early in life. The struggle is for the young. About 18 or 20 at this time, And with this kind of pressure coming day after day, I would like to speak to the youth. Isaiah 40 says, even youth grow tired and weary and young men or women fall. The vulnerabilities of temptations, pressure is is all around us, it's in our culture. It's in our world. We're breathing this stuff. Saying that it's okay. As well as uh, you just take your time. And sometimes it's come from people that are close to you. Whispering in your ear. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's people that you're looking up to. And without the young knowing it, you know, because I grew up hearing the word and learning the word, studying the word as a young, but I was very undeveloped. That's the thing that a lot of the youth don't have. The experience of connecting my situation to the word of God. And someone must help them. For this is what James says that's going on inside of us, not being aware of the evil desires that are inside of us. Do you know there are evil desires in you? There's the desire to please the Lord, but if you don't watch out for this other thing, that's what James said. See, temptation is not sin, but what you do with it can result into sin. And we know that the wages of sin is death. You guys are pretty quiet right now. Let me break the ice a little bit. I've been a person that I grew up in the church. I strayed away. I remember giving my life to the Lord early on, but I lived uh, not resisting this subject we have today. Live the way I want to do. I do what I, I want to do. Maybe someone is doing that today. 
But through my testimony, I had an opportunity to speak to some young kids about making choices. And here's what I told them. Short version of this story. One morning I woke up to a husband waving a machete. We fight, we struggle. I fell out of a second floor window. He pushed me out of a second floor window. I came out the window head first on a porch railing. Flop porch railing, six more feet to the ground. The result of hitting the porch railing tore my ear. My ear is on my neck. I got a scar on my back that I was still in the place and it tore my shoulder about this long and a big old hole out of my leg because my leg was still in the room when I got pushed and I had a concussion. Get to the hospital, go through surgery many hours and my mom, I remember waking up after the surgery sometime and there sat my mom and she asked me this question. She didn't say, son, I love you. <laughs> she didn't say, son, I'm so glad you're okay. My mama said, son, are you done yet? See, the majority of my life, my mom, as she ministered to me, she was pointing me to the Lord. So mama was saying, run, son, run to the Lord. And the way that I was living then, it took me a long time. Even after that, that event did not cause me to run to the Lord. Hear me, young folks, please. Don't give in. Purity and innocence is what the devil is after. He wants to steal that from you, that innocence that God has given you. Don't let it happen. Let me tell you the other part of, of Isaiah when it talks about the struggle of the young. And 40, 31, it said, but to those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall soar on wings like eagles and they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait, wait, wait on the Lord, which means if the situation is seeming hot, wait and run to the Lord. You know this subject hits all of us. Everybody in this room, everybody in this world are pressed. And if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this expectancy is for you to pass the test. For trials come in the life of a believer to develop us spiritually. 
The scripture says in 1 Corinthians that there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. And he will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation allow you a way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. My friends, just take God's exit plan. Which means when you have the opportunity, get off the road of temptation. When Joseph resists Potiphar's wife, and you know, one thing I want to say about Potiphar's wife. I asked the question, girl, why are you putting yourself out there like that? I'll say that to uh, the males in here. Why would you put yourself out there like that? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Trying to find one's self-worth in somebody, which is impossible. So when Joseph resists uh, Potiphar's wife and he ran, out of his, his clothes. Did you hear that? Run out of his clothes, which was in her hand. She screamed and falsely accused him of trying to rape her. Falsely accused doing the right thing. So Potiphar had Joseph put in jail instead of sentencing him to death. As I was reading that, I was like, Huh, Potiphar was profiting. Joseph was beneficial. And there's a question mark of what he thought about his wife. So instead of sentencing him to death, he put him in prison. And as we read, heard in our reading, and when he got in prison we discover the Lord was with Joseph. And Joseph was with the Lord, even in his prison situation. See, my hope today is that you can see this this thread through our theme of this passage. That Joseph succeeded because the blessing of God was on his life. The Lord was with him, scripture says, and Joseph, and it caused him to succeed. Wow, no good thing is in me. (laughs) But when we're connected to the Lord and run to him, we discover that the Lord provides. As I wrap this up, somebody may say, preacher, let me tell you something. (laughs) You don't know my situation. And you know, everybody always got a unique situation. You don't have a clue with what I'm going through. And let me tell you, you are right. Potiphar's wife tried to 
seduced him and that, that wasn't right. And she pressured him daily and, and that wasn't right. And she, she lied on him and falsely accused him and that wasn't right. And he was put in prison and locked in prison. And I agree with you, that wasn't right. All of us have a that wasn't right story. But don't live there. Don't stay there. All of us have been hurt or situations that we've bowed down to, but don't stay down. The trauma that I experienced through what I told you, I experienced great pain on a daily basis from being pushed out of this window. I have physical scars to prove it. Some days I go through mental anguages of paranoia, thinking something is there and it's not. I know your pain, but my spiritual life supersedes it all. It supersedes my trauma. It supersedes my physicalness. It supersedes all of those things. And it's only because of Jesus. I see it like this young shepherd boy in, in Psalms 23. He says that the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want but my target is in verse five and six. It says that he has prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. God knows exactly what can bite you and what can hurt you, but he has prepared a table. His provision is still there. And it says, you anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Here's where I get excited. <laughs> surely. Because <laughs> what trumps my trauma is surely. Which means absolutely God is with me. I stand on that today. How about you? Surely goodness and mercy. It shall follow me. My trauma is going to follow me. My situations are going to follow me. But what's greater? Surely goodness and mercy. It shall follow me. Hear this. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Not some of the time. Forever. You know what our lesson does today? It speaks of if you've messed up and if you've fallen into, we have a Savior that's been tempted in every way. And He went to the cross for you and I, and He sacrificed His life for ours because He knew. We would be a mess. 
He knew where we would be. He knew what we would be struggling with even yet today. And I say, my friends, as I close, run, run, run to the Lord that he may accomplish his plan and his purpose in and through your life. Even though right now it may be hard for you to trust him as a believer, the pains of life hits us in such a way that we're just surprised. But I remind you, my friend, that the Lord is with you and ready to provide if you would only let him. And for those who have not given your life to Jesus, it's impossible to go through life's temptations without Jesus and try to fix it yourself. So I offer you this Savior that God has sent his very best to die for you, that you would have eternal life. Is there one? Is there one who has heard the gospel message, even through an area of temptation, and you've been trying and trying and trying, and you know you need him today is your day. Let's pray. Father, for someone in here online that have not given their life to you, that are running away from you. Lord, my prayer, they would open their mouths and believe in their heart right now that you raise your son from the dead. And you said in your word, if we believe on that, we would be saved. So, Lord, if someone asks you into their life, I pray that they will tell somebody and begin to get discipled and do what you've called them to do. But Lord, I want to speak to this house just to remind us once more and again that you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen.